Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. All right, everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com, and we have another Dear DSO entry on the website. And you can submit your own question or story to dadstartingover.com slash dear-dso. And if it's a good one, I will answer here. Before we get into it for today's question, though, if you could, I would appreciate it. Give me a like or a subscribe or a follow or however it works, wherever you are watching this video. I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. On to today's question. Today's question comes from John Rambo. <laughs> the subject is, the hell is wrong with me? And John writes, I've been with my wife since we were both 18 to 19 years of age. We are now 36 and 37 and have been married for almost 13 years and have three children together. She is still beautiful and petite as she was when I married her. She has never given me a reason that would make me think that she would ever cheat. As a husband, I am the main provider for our family. I help out around the house and am active with the children. In other words, I am present. I also do my best to let her know I appreciate her and that she is loved. In other words, I constantly try to keep her cup full. We also lately started to pray together nightly. We kind of hang out nightly to talk about life and check in and are trying to do better going on a weekly date. Very good. Well, here's my problem that probably isn't. My wife is the maid of honor in her friend's wedding. She was my wife's lifelong friend growing up with her throughout life, and she was the maid of honor in our wedding. Here's the thing. The bride wants a bachelorette party in Vegas. To say that I'm not wild about it is an understatement. The bride can be kind of wild and makes brash decisions sometimes. My wife will only know the bride, so we have no idea if the other ladies are single or married or what they are like. These problems have led me to worry about what types of peer pressure and situations she may be put into. This has led me to have all kinds of a lot of anxiety to the point I seeked some therapy. We have come to the conclusion that I'm worried about infidelity, even though she's never done anything, because she doesn't fill my cup daily. And she has gotten comfortable, but is truly satisfied. We have talked about it, and she can agree and wants to try to show more affection. The therapist also said 
that she is basically obligated to go to Vegas because of the whole friend maid of honor dynamic, which I get. And we have set some boundaries on what is acceptable or not. So why do I still have all this damn anxiety? Should I be worried? All right, John Rambo. Um, probably no, this is not an unheard of uncommon phenomena, which is a man feels like some boundaries are being pushed. He feels pressure to allow his spouse to do fill in the blank. He feels very conflicted about it. Am I insecure or am I just, you know, am I just being a controlling asshole here or do I have something genuine to be concerned about? So there's two different avenues to go down. One is, are you just being super anxious and insecure? Uh, is this a trait that you have exhibited maybe in past relationships or with this relationship in the past where you are, you know, trying to hang on, you want to talk about the relationship, you're really worried about this little thing that you saw, and do you in, in turn see your spouse kind of pulling back from this behavior, becoming more and more what we call avoidant in nature? She doesn't want to talk about it. You kind of allude to some of that um, uh, pursuer and pursuee, uh, anxious, avoidant, uh, preoccupied, avoidant type of dynamic there. Uh, when you say that she hasn't been, quote, filling your cup. And you talk about you do all you can to fill her cup. So you're the one that's always uh, bringing stuff to the relationship. You're always trying. You're always complimenting. I, I bet you were probably the one that said we should pray together and we should sit and talk about this relationship. These are all pretty preoccupied slash anxious kind of behaviors. You are very invested in the relationship and you are trying to do all you can to keep this woman from leaving you. I'm inferring a lot here. I could be way off. And she, in turn, via your therapy and so forth, has said, yeah, I'm not really uh, not really a quid pro quo thing here. I'm not uh, reciprocating your, your efforts. I'm not filling your cup, as you put it. In other words, uh, I'm not ever pursuing you in that way. You're always the one pursuing me. This is not really fair. So kudos to her for, for recognizing that. Yet you still have this giant elephant in the room, which is the bachelorette party in Vegas of all places. So, um, what is it that bothers you so much about this? Why are you still so anxious? Well, you've exhibited, if I'm putting two and two together here and I'm right, you've exhibited some anxious behaviors in the past with your relationship. This is nothing new. This is just kind of a big grenade that somebody, you know, rolled into the room and you're kind of like, holy shit, what do I do here? And your therapist says, you know, she's kind of obligated. She's got to go to the therapist. I say, no, she doesn't. It takes nothing for your wife to say, sorry, uh, bride-to-be and all the other ladies who she doesn't know, um, but I don't feel comfortable as wife and my husband doesn't feel comfortable with me going um, out and doing stuff with a bunch of ladies in Vegas. That's not that unusual. And if she has you know, some pushback from this group saying, what kind of controlling asshole is your husband for not allowing you to do all that and so forth, all she has to say is, yeah, we're, we're a team together. He doesn't feel comfortable about that. I don't feel comfortable about certain things and vice versa. And that's just how we operate as a couple. Not a big deal. So, um, but it sounds like she's going. 
And she's got the therapist kind of patting her on the back saying, yeah, you better go. I get what they're saying, too, that there's this uh, moral obligation. You know, you were both uh, or they were both uh, made of honors in the, the wedding. But there's something about the, the other gal that bothers you. She's kind of a free spirit. She's kind of a trouble girl. And she hangs out with a bunch of girls that you don't know what they're like. And so let's be honest. What is it you're worried about here? You're worried that your spouse is going to go to Vegas and do some not so wifey things. I mean, what, are you concerned that she's going to make out or have sex with other men? Are you worried she's going to drink heavily, do drugs, just party it up without you? What exactly is it you are worried about? Take that line of thinking all the way to the end. Let's say that she does in fact, worst case scenario, she has an affair. She screws around with some guy in Vegas and you find out about it. What then? Well, then you divorce wife and you start over again. And that right there probably fills you with an intense amount of anxiety. And you really want to avoid that at all costs. Hence why you're putting up a lot of barriers and why you're having all this anxiety. Um, there's also the school of thought of this is your gut talking to you, dude. Something's up here. This doesn't feel right. It doesn't smell right. It, it, there's the reason you're, you're feeling all this anxiety and you need to put a stop to this. There's no right or wrong here, dude. I mean, let's be honest with my situation. If my wife and I know my wife, um, she knows me. Uh, let me just say this. I myself on a birthday, shoot, this was like two years ago. I went with some buddies that I hadn't seen in years and we met up. Uh, we each flew individually into Vegas and hung out in Vegas. And uh, we did go to strip clubs or a strip club. And we did hang out in bars and, you know, had a good old almost kind of single guy kind of life. Nobody screwed anybody. <laughs> Nobody fooled around or anything. Uh, and the wife was privy to all of it. And uh, my wife and I and our relationship is a little probably liberal in that way in, in terms of uh, when I tell my wife, you know, me and my two buddies are going to a strip club. She's like, oh, cool. Which one are you going to? That's my wife. I know a little unusual, but we're pretty secure in our relationship that way. We're kind of a sexy couple. Uh, this is kind of a, a titillating, fun thing in our relationship. Strip clubs, all that kind of stuff. That's what we do. But it doesn't sound like that's within your little culture of a relationship. Um, you know, going back to me, if, if my wife said, uh, uh, my friend and I want to go to Vegas. Uh, there's a few other girls that I don't know. I'd be like, where are you going? What are you doing? Have fun. Because worst case scenario, she comes back in tears. I did something wrong. Uh, you know, I had sex with some man or something. I'd be like, that was stupid. Now we have to divorce. Shit. And of course, I'd be upset and crying and all that other stuff. But in the end, I'd be okay. I know me. And I know my sense of quote unquote abundance in this world. I know she's not the only human being out there that's a potential match for me. That sounds cold, but it's, it's, it's true, right? We all learn this when we go through breakups and divorce. Um, so I guess, why don't you have that same mechanism within you that says, I trust her. I feel secure in our relationship. If she does something stupid enough to let me down, that's on her. Then uh, she loses her husband. That sucks to be her. What stops you from you know, having that mindset? That's something to explore within yourself. And I think you're, you're tapping into stuff when you're talking about your anxiety and, and how you're you know, pursuing the wife. And it seems to be that you're the super champion of the relationship. And uh, 
but kudos to your wife for recognizing it and the therapy and everything else um, that she needs to come over to your side of the fence a little bit more. But you also need to work on uh, John Rambo, uh, some of your anxious ways, and maybe pull back a little bit, maybe give some distance. And that's uh, there's nothing unhealthy about that. But again, I'm just going by a paragraph here of information. There's probably a lot more to the story here that we don't know. I would love to chat with you about this. You can always book time with me, dadstartingover.com slash coaching. Join our DSO fraternity group. You get all kinds of cool benefits, including uh, coaching is like half off. So it, financially, it makes sense to sign up for like a month or two at least. Do the coaching. If you don't like the frat and everything that goes with it, just cancel. And you're still out way ahead money-wise. Something to consider. So, John, thank you so much for your uh, story today uh, and your question. I greatly appreciate it. It's a good one. And it's one that a lot of guys um, are facing out there. So wish you all the best. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, Discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team. Discounts on our video courses and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.